0: welcome to another episode of mouth stuff with nick and nick i'm nick i'm also nick 2020 is over it sure is finally yeah I,
1: 2021.
0: Was, has it been a good year for you
1: uh so far yes 2021 has been a very good year
0: how about 2020
1: uh not so much i'm trying to forget
0: that. that's yeah we could we could call that one poor a poor year
1: <laughs> very poor
0: so, anything new going on besides the new year?
1: Ooh, uh, not so much. You know, uh, it's the new year. Um, I didn't really do too much. You know, just being socially distant, of course. And I, you know, New Year's was never really a favorite holiday of mine. I don't know. I wouldn't even call it a holiday. Um, it just was another day. I, I always enjoyed the parties, uh, of course um but no I just don't really I just don't really pay it too much attention uh especially now being by myself and being socially distant and not seeing anyone around that time I just kind of go about my own routine so all that's all to say I, I didn't really do anything special um so that, that's what's new with me but um how about you anything new with you
0: well I found a new favorite uh New Year's Eve tradition of watching oh, really? watching uh anderson cooper and andy cohen do their uh show on new year's i've never seen that one before usually we just put on um whatever the ryan seacrest one is now it used, oh, to, be, used okay. to be dick clark but now uh and that one was always just kind of there i never really paid attention to it but i sat and watched uh the anderson cooper one and they sit there and drink the whole time uh, and i found that quite enjoyable enjoyable really? Uh, Yeah, and so you can tell as the night progresses, uh, they get more intoxicated. Wait, is this on network television too? It's on CNN. Yeah, this is CNN's broadcast. Uh, So yeah, next year, uh, definitely check that out. And in the meantime, I would check out, they had a segment with Snoop Dogg called, uh, they played the game, Did You Get High There? And they asked him about all of these places where he has been high. Uh, and while Andy Cohen is asking the questions, Anderson Cooper is completely losing it in the background. Uh, so I would recommend checking that out on YouTube. Wow. That also, I'm very curious uh, to hear about the circumstances where Snoop Dogg found himself high at a brisk. I don't know how he managed to get to that. And so I'd be interested in hearing that story. Yeah, I but yeah, a story about that. Uh, Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen's New Year's Eve on CNN, definitely going to be my new go to.
1: Okay, wow, that's that's good to know. Um, I just don't put anything on that's New Year's related. I find it all um,
0: cringeworthy, but that sounds awesome. That sounds like my
1: kind of programming.
0: Yeah, that's definitely gonna be my favorite from now on. So, do you find uh, that you are a new you with this new year as it goes?
1: Oh wow, yeah, no, no not really. <laughs> um, you know, it's just you know, people have a mentality. You know, like, oh, it's going to be a new year, everything's going to be different. Um, and I definitely understand setting resolutions, of course, but I don't know for me, it's just another day, it's just a very arbitrary uh, uh, time and uh, you know, divider we put between years, but um, I don't know, it's just another day for me. Um, but I, I, I will still try to
0: improve myself, I'll say that. So, you don't have any specific New Year's re- resolutions? Or oh, I res- no, i want to say revolutions. Um, <laughs>
1: Revolutions, uh not yet there's not a revolution yet um no as far as resolution no no uh I definitely you know I don't have one specifically like some people might you know when they do set resolutions or goals um but generally I do have in my mind uh things I want to do for instance I want to eat health not just eat but eat healthier um <laughs> really to- want to eat this year I didn't really <laughs> eat last year. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, but uh, definitely eat healthier um, for me um, and just uh, cook more for myself. It's not, you know, it's something I do occasionally and I, I do enjoy um, food and, you know, the idea of making my food and always enjoy whatever's on Food Network. Um, but I really just wanna get more into it and more comfortable in the kitchen. So for me, that's up there, but also, so I wanna make myself a lot of food, but also lose some weight. So uh, we'll see if I can handle that. Um, But, yeah, you know, eat healthier, lose some weight, work out more. I'm going to get back into running. So that's a thing I'm trying to get back into. I kind of lost it Um, uh, uh, with a lot of things going on. Again, 2020, what a year. Um, But, yeah, I kind of want to get back into running. Um, That was something I I surprisingly enjoyed, and I want to get back into it. So for me, those are some uh, resolutions. Uh, How about you? Anything specific
0: for you? Uh, yeah, 2020. I want to stay inside more. I feel like I haven't been doing enough. Stay no. Um, yeah, totally. yeah. No. Uh, probably around the same lines. Uh, I was doing pretty well until the last couple months of 2020. I was pretty proud of the fact that I was not gaining a ton of weight during quarantine. Even though I know you know that's a common thing for people to be dealing with uh, until the last like two months, and then it was a crapshoot. And so now I need to. Whoa get back into at least the shape I was in before. And then uh, from there and pr- continue improving. Uh, Cause I was, I did very well in 2019. And then 2020, I was hoping to break even and it, that didn't end up happening.
1: I mean, especially with the last couple months you know, had to contend with the holidays um, which you know, generally do bring about tons of food.
0: And then I also want to f- Finish a screenplay. I think that would be cool. I've started a couple, uh, and kinda, right. yeah, and now I want to pick one that I think uh, I'm most passionate about, and then finish that out. So, uh, just me
1: being generally ignorant when it comes to this kind of stuff—is um, that for like a TV show, movie? Because I know you kind of had some ideas. Not that you didn't tell me now.
0: But. Uh, they're mostly for films i i have some ideas of tv shows in my head but i've haven't yeah. written anything down uh for those outside of a pitch i had to do for one of my classes but I okay, cool. uh, yeah am gonna write a full feature uh, and Very it'll cool. probably it'll probably be bad and it'll probably need to be rewritten <sighs> several times but hey that's the at problem. least to say that i can wrote, that i wrote one yeah and i will say
1: now um you have my permission to use my likeness
0: Oh, good. That would make for for a thrilling film.
1: (laughs) I live such a very (laughs) thrilling, interesting life, um, made for the cinema. So, make sure to use that.
0: So, the reason uh, we're talking all about 2020, uh, besides the fact that it just ended, uh, this show will be a summary of some of the highlights of 2020. Uh, So, probably a short episode. Uh, No, but (laughs) uh, what happened? We are gonna discuss some of the movies, television shows uh, that we watched that came out in 2020 that we liked, uh, and just some stuff that kind of helped us get through 2020 with this quarantine. But first, before we jump into that, uh, I have a would you rather question that I'd like to ask you. Uh, We're gonna start throwing these in every once in a while uh, just to jumpstart some conversation. So, would you rather go to space or the bottom of the ocean? hmm
1: that's that's a very good one um both are very terrifying yes um i tend so i i don't know if you know this um maybe i've mentioned it before but i don't know most of the the nightmares i have uh, and i generally don't have that many nightmares but the ones i do have usually entail the ocean in some way um Mm. for some reason just having that vast openness and uh in my dreams very like dark uh just uh especially when you get uh the lower levels of the ocean um they just it's just really frightening and just you don't you don't know what's around you um and i find it very hard to watch videos um of like divers or you know um, uh, anything underwater that's like in open waters it just really freaks me out um I feel like there's a phobia for the oceans. Uh I'm not gonna try to pronounce it, but I don't think I have that to that accent, but that's really frightening for me. Um so my gut reaction is is to say it's um space. But that's also very frightening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, for me, so for space, you know, what frightens me the most is just you know, we always see movies and then uh you know movies in our space, and you know, there's always gonna be someone who dies because um Get disconnected or something, and they are like thrown out of of, uh, a station or shuttle, and then like they're just left floating aimlessly in space. Um, and that's very frightening to me. Um, But you also
0: have that problem in the ocean if you're deep enough with the pressure and stuff. If you're like, uh, I just recently watched that movie Underwater, uh, Mm. and there was an issue with like some of their suits like losing pressure or something. And there was actually a Mythbusters a while back where they did this where they took one of those deep sea diver suits and they like broke the pressure on it and you actually get sucked up into the helmet like your entire body and yeah oh. so so that's a pretty terrifying way to go also
1: that would be but i feel like that's more that's instant almost now to me if you're floating aimlessly in space without any like uh puncture to your suit or any like breach like that to me you're just then you're just floating aimlessly Alive until you eventually starve or die of thirst, you know, um, or or run out of oxygen. I yeah, guess.
0: I think they call that, that the, they call that the George Clooney. George Clooney.
1: <laughs> Is that from Gravity? Because I actually haven't seen that.
0: Oh um, well, now you don't have to. <laughs> well, no, no. See, I knew someone floated away like that. I didn't know who. <laughs> now I don't have to watch it. It's actually a good movie. It's very it's intense. It- if you okay. want to be afraid of going to space, that would be a good one. Nice. I feel like, I guess to finally answer
1: this, I feel like I would just like to go to space. Um,
0: not too far out, but I would
1: like to see the Earth um, from space. I feel like that'd be really cool.
0: So I would have to agree. I, mean, I, I think uh, the ocean is terrifying. Yep. I read somewhere, and by I read somewhere, I mean I think I heard somewhere on TV, that uh, we know more about space than we know about the bottom of the ocean uh, because of yeah. how deep it is and we don't know what's living down there and that terrifies me. So yeah, I, I would go to space over <laughs> the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, that's terrifying too. Um, but I also
1: find that very fascinating um, and encourage others to explore the depths of the ocean. But that's just not for me. But I feel like I would get the most enjoyment from uh, going to space, but having nothing wrong happen, and then they come back safely to Earth. So that, that answers that.
0: All right, with that, we're gonna move to our first segment. Uh, we're combining movies and television this time uh, because it is our best of 2020. So first we'll discuss the things that came out in 2020 that we liked, and then after that, the movies and TV shows that helped get us through 2020. So would you like to start with your favorite things that came out in 2020?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, this might be a really short list for me. I think there's only one notable thing, and I'll be honest. Um, when it comes to things coming out in 2020, I, I just wasn't doing a lot of like TV and movie watching during this time. I found myself going back to uh, shows that made me comfortable, I guess. Um <laughs> never really uh, spent too much time watching what was new. So, I mean, overall, I feel like my uh, TV and movie viewing went down during uh, the pandemic, which um, seems counterintuitive, but, um, where, but when I would watch something, it would be something that um, I have already seen before. But there was one thing that did um, catch my eye, um, and that is, uh, and I eventually did watch it, um, but that is Primal. Um, I don't know if you've seen advertisements for it um but it's an uh it's an animated uh series um that first aired on Adult Swim uh I forget the exact date um but it was definitely this year um but you know it was uh animated um by uh, Gendi Tartakovsky um he's well known for uh, animating Duster's laboratory uh, lab- laboratory not laboratory uh Samurai <laughs> Jack and uh Star Wars the Clone Wars uh, among other um, credits as well um, but he has a very unique animation style which um, kind of like pulled me in um, I was very interested um, to see what it was about um, and for me that was uh, a very very uh, interesting and really um, unique experience and I'll explain why it's um, so as the title suggests, you know it kind of happens in like in prehistoric uh, times but it's kind of anachronistic and um, kind of fantastical when it comes to um, uh, like the creatures, uh, the environment. Um, it's, it's not just uh, uh, prehistoric times, it's, um, it's a bit more going on and maybe some magic. I won't get too much into it, but uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, it basically follows the, uh, basically the relationship between these two characters. Uh, so you have like basically this caveman, um, like person who's the, I'd say the one, main, the, the main protagonist. And you have like uh, his dinosaur friend, um, kind of like a mix between a T-Rex and a raptor. Again, they're not sticking strictly to what um, dinosaurs were like at that time, um, but it's kind of coming up with their own des- uh, design and animation styles. Um, but it's basically about their relationship. I won't get into how they kind of buddy up because um, that's uh, in the first episode. Um, but it just kind of follows their their adventures, not in a chronological order, but is also very interesting. Um, but it follows their relationship and how they kind of learn to work together. And um, yeah, they go on a few adventures. And the most unique aspect of this, which um, kind of kept me watching was that there's no spoken dialogue. I wouldn't say at all. I mean, there's like a few grunts and roars, of course. Um, but no one really speaks. There's no like language at, uh, at that time, but um, there, there may have been one word uh, that was said, but I'm not, that's kind of spoilery later on. Um, but for the most part, there's no written dialogue. So you're, you're just visually seeing a story happen in front of you, um, which I know it was, was very unique for me. And um, it, it was a very interesting way to kind of have um, like character progression um, kind of play out in front of you so i i thought that was really amazing and um, was a very unique uh watching a viewing experience for me um something i would definitely recommend for people who are like into um into those kind of things into animation um
0: into grunting
1: that was the most notable thing for me that i saw in 2020
0: cool so i went ahead and made a top 10 of my favorite things and I'm just going to uh, briefly run through them. I'm not going to go yeah, into Yeah, I mean, I took detail. up...
1: Yeah, the amount of time I took up was enough for 10. <laughs> just to talk about this one show.
0: So I was actually surprised how much stuff came out in 2020 that I had watched and enjoyed. Uh, really? there, was, there were some other things that came out in 2020 that I watched that I didn't include on this list for good okay. reason. Um, but a lot of this also is at the beginning of 2020, back when didn't seem so terrible out and people could actually like release films and television shows. So number 10 on my list, uh, was Disney Pixar's onward that came out in March. Um, just watched soul yesterday. Uh, and it was fine. It was decent, but I think I liked onward better, uh, as a story and kind of a fun adventure, uh, with a great cast of voices. Yeah.
1: So I actually did watch Soul recently as well. Have not seen Onward. That's definitely on my list, and I just have not watched it yet.
0: Yeah, I I prefer it. Yeah. It was good
1: though. I liked Soul. Um, I might have to watch it again to fully appreciate it, but um,
0: but that was good. Number was nine. Fun. Number nine uh, is John Stewart's film Irresistible, uh, about some big time. Uh, campaign managers uh, for political campaigns Hmm. who go to small town uh, to help a mayoral campaign Uh, and so it's a great commentary on the role of money uh, and PACs in government and in elections. Uh, So one that I actually saw on some lists of worst movies to come out in 2020 uh, and I don't think it belongs on those lists. Maybe not the best thing that came out uh, but I do Think it's definitely got its funny moments, and it's a good look at uh, our elections and the use of money and control and power. Hmm. So, is it fiction or? Yes. Yeah, it's um. So. It doesn't happen in real life. Yeah, it's like Steve Carell worked on the the fictional character that he plays worked on uh, Clinton's campaign in 2016, and they're all like trying to figure out how she lost and things like that. And he basically says the Democrats lost because they lost touch with middle America. Mm. And he thinks this man uh, running, or he's gonna convince this man uh, in this small town to run for mayor as a Democrat to help kind of get the Democrats back in touch with small uh, middle America. And the Republican party finds out about this. So they send their own expert uh, for the guy running for reelection. Uh, and then it's just floods of money that come in for these two guys running for mayor. So, it's f- and it's, it's pretty funny. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, um I, kn- I knew he was getting more into that, that role. Um, but I, I don't think I've heard about this, this movie. Um, yeah. You should,
0: you should check it out and I won't give it away, but the ending's great. Oh, okay. Great. Number eight. I, uh, I thought was a, very good action movie to just shut your brain off and just watch the cool stuff happening uh and that was that was netflix's extraction uh with chris helmsworth i kind of i enjoyed that with like the car chases and the shootouts and stuff like that so again not the best film but if you're just looking to watch an action movie that one i recommend
1: yeah very not that you're looking for my thoughts and uh yeah you had Sorry. an
0: opportunity to make a list and you didn't
1: no go ahead a, of a list of things i just um i didn't think that was worth putting on there but i did watch it and um yeah i thought it was good i thought he did a good job i wish i don't know i wish there was more of like um i mean there's definitely like a lot of cliches um that i found annoying but uh i kind of, and i kind of wish they had more of a um, rapport um him and the the uh, kid he was um trying to protect um but no for the action was good and yeah some good camera work too if i recall um
0: oh yeah they had uh, all sorts of like shots and i've i've seen like the videos of them like hooking the cameras up to the cars that follow and all that stuff it's cool
1: yeah yeah like kind of keeping a continuous shot for one scene i remember but yeah no very good
0: Um, because i always go into movies like that with like forget everything about like what makes a good movie and just like watch the action that happens
1: yeah and it definitely, yeah, it um, it definitely
0: did that. <laughs> Number seven on my list was actually uh, Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn film that came out in oh. February. I actually enjoyed it, uh, okay. and I always go into DC movies with such a low bar. Um, Why is that? Are they just not that good? That, I mean, in my opinion, everybody has their own opinion. A, I, opinion. I know, I know people who like DC movies, and I disagree but I, I actually, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought there was some, some good action moments in it. There were some funny scenes in it, uh, especially again, for DC movies who don't really tend to throw as much of the humor in there as Marvel movies do uh, and tend to make more of a dark film. But mm. I thought this one uh, had some good moments in it. And again, going in with that low expectation, it's actually, I would say outside of the dark night trilogy, one of my favorite DC films
1: wow
0: okay yeah i had uh so i haven't seen it so i'm i feel like i'm gonna say that for most
1: of the movies on your list um but yeah no i feel like maybe that's why i haven't seen it. Is i feel like i had such a low expectation for it that never, i never i didn't feel like it was worth seeing right away um but yeah no i i feel like now i'm just gonna have a list my take main takeaways here is gonna be a list of movies i'm gonna watch like right after this do it
0: number six Uh, is a hulu comedy that i enjoyed palm springs with andy sandberg um i think that was a interesting take on kind of the uh and it's not really given much away if you read what the movie is about but uh it's an interesting take on kind of the groundhog day type movie uh with the repetitive timeline uh so i thought that was an interesting take i thought there was humor in it and i thought it was just an enjoyable watch okay haven't seen it but it's on my list and so my first television show at number 5 is Dave on FX. Uh, I think we both watched I don't know if you finished it but I, I actually was, haven't finished it yet but it we started was, watching together. It's very funny uh but it also hits at some like real moments in it uh and obviously there's a lot of humor in it with little Dicky uh and kind of a fictional portrayal of his life I think I'd some of it, obviously, I would imagine, is based on real life, but then, right? Uh, but yeah, I think it's funny, and I think it's pretty smart for you know being about a rapper whose name is Lil Dicky, right? But <laughs> right. that one's that one's good.
1: Yeah, I think um, I, I that was just not on my radar, maybe because I haven't finished it, but I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, so I need to finish that, and I do like some of his songs. I think he's very talented.
0: Number four uh, is the Netflix film Eurovision uh with Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. I thought that was really funny. Um
1: yeah, I remember you saying that before.
0: Again, not like it's not going to be the greatest film, but if you're just looking for something to watch um and laugh, okay. it's definitely got its funny moments in it.
1: So real quick, what's the premise? cuz I I see it on Netflix, I just haven't really read a description I know what it's about.
0: So, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams are an Icelandic pop duo. And their goal is to make it onto Eurovision. Uh, and, well, I guess they do. Uh, and it's just kind of them trying to compete to be the winners when they're not the best. Um, but, you know, hilarity ensues.
1: I was going to say, yeah, I mean, yeah, then that happens. Of course, with the uh, Will Ferrell.
0: Number three, uh, Another television show, uh, one that I forced you to watch as well back when we could actually be together, uh, and that was Apple TV's Central Park. Hmm. I wow. I really enjoyed it. I it's like funny musical animated uh, kind of Bob's Burgers with yeah. mus- with musical numbers, Josh Gad and uh, a bunch of good singers and funny plots I thought I know I you liked it
1: oh yeah um didn't have more to add but yeah no I uh I did like it we definitely spent like majority of a weekend watching the entire
0: <laughs> yeah we watched entire, the whole season in one day first season
1: yeah I feel, I feel like it was setting up a lot of things um but I, I definitely got interested um in the, in the uh, different plot lines um and there were definitely uh definitely some, uh, noteworthy songs and they're they're definitely catchy and right now i'm now i have one stuck in my head
0: (laughs) yeah that's the thing i was like i after watching it the first time because i watched it twice i watched it and then i made you watch it with me uh and it was just like the songs kept getting stuck in my head number two on my list i know is a one that you also enjoyed uh that was netflix's middle ditch and shorts uh long form uh improv hilarious i've i've seen the first episode which was my favorite like five or six times and it's so funny every time
1: yeah i i just love the resolution at the end it all just comes together as if they planned it all from the beginning uh, i wasn't sure if this was if that counted um but i'm glad you mentioned it um, but that was definitely i was thinking about putting this on this list i totally have
0: yeah i the worst part is that there's only three episodes. Yes. They need to put more episodes on there as soon as physically possible yeah. uh, because like, I could watch like 35 episodes easy. Yeah, and I feel
1: like it's not that hard. I mean, you just get it. Not, well, I guess maybe not now. Yeah, you can't really <laughs> get I'm an audience right audience now.
0: <laughs> and number one on my list, uh, I don't know if it should technically count, but it did technically get released uh, on a streaming site. In 2020 so I'm gonna count it uh, and that's Hamilton because I had never seen Hamilton before and was able to see it with Disney plus so now it's like I've seen the play twice but I had never even heard the songs before and now every time I have to drive somewhere like the soundtracks on in my car and I know like every word to every song and so that's like by far my favorite thing I've watched in 2020
1: Right. Was that your, um, your top, uh, choice in, on Spotify in 2020?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't use Spotify, but oh. sorry.
1: That's okay. You'll, you'll, it soon.
0: um, but thank you if you happen to be somebody listening to this on Spotify. I don't <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, no, that's a, I think that counts. I think that counts. Um, just because a lot of people didn't have access to it. Um, uh, when it was, uh, when it wasn't um added onto uh disney plus and i, I feel like i think right when they're about to really which i mean makes sense but right when they were about to release it they got rid of the uh, trial period for mm-hmm. disney plus subscriptions <laughs> knowing that there's going to be a huge influx of subscribers
0: they did that watch. they did that with uh wonder woman on hbo max really which that's fine you don't so, uh, sure
1: uh, from a business standpoint makes sense um is it kind of skeevy, maybe, um, but I don't know if they then reinstituted the trial period after some time has passed. But, um, but no, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. At first, I tried to listen. It, it was it's very different listening to the soundtrack first, and like I was wondering why people are so obsessed with it, and I didn't really understand it. And not that I didn't know what was going on, but um, I did I don't know. I was like, oh, this is okay. But then actually seeing the seeing the the, the musical. Out in front of me with this song has just made it uh, a more enjoyable experience, and I can't stop listening to it now.
0: I and I think um, that more Broadway shows should have been released on some kind of streaming site because I actually I know people would be concerned. Well, if you've seen it on a streaming site, why come see it in person? I am ten times more interested in seeing Hamilton on Broadway now that I've seen uh, it on Disney Plus. That's a good point. Yeah. So I think that more like I I've already seen Book of Mormon on Broadway but I would love to be able to watch it again so yeah um, no, I would love yeah. to see that somewhere probably not on Disney Plus not really their area but Ooh, yeah
1: Yeah I agree and it's definitely since after you know Hamilton being released that I think that started discourse around um uh having you know art like this um, available widely uh, to, to the general public and not make it so elitist when it comes to, you know, paying $100 for a ticket um, just to see it a few times. Um, yeah, so I think it's definitely gonna hopefully maybe be a push to do this in the future with um, with other musicals. Something I would strongly encourage Not that I have much sway in the industry, but.
0: So like. uh, with Hamilton being my number one, that leads me to the second, uh, section, what movies and TV shows helped you get through 2020. Uh, and Hamilton's right up there at the top. Like I said, I watched it a few times, but then the soundtrack, uh, as you know, every week I have to drive, uh, from Virginia to Pennsylvania. So it's just enough time that I can listen to the entire soundtrack plus have another like 30 minutes. Um, but so I listen to the soundtrack once a week. Uh, and I, like I said, I know Almost all the words to all the songs. So Hamilton was a big one that uh, helped me get through. Uh, also watched a lot of comedies because when life sucks, I like to watch comedies. Mm. Um, rewatched the entire Naked Gun series. So all I three did. movies. Yeah, they were on wow. Netflix. I don't know if they're still on Netflix, but- It might be. I feel like they're just always on. I, I saw know. them on Netflix. So then I watched the first one and then the next day I watched the second one and then watched the third one after that. Did I the don't same- I've
1: ever seen the third one.
0: Did the same with the Awesome Powers movies. I think they were on Netflix. Uh so watched the first one, then the second one, then the third one. Uh also watched some rom coms with Reagan, but also I would watch them without Reagan. I don't care. Um they're just enjoyable movies. What about uh you? And I can talk about the TV shows or you can jump in. Oh
1: no, so um, I'll go with mine. Um yeah, because there I will highlight a few movies here um uh but uh i mean you make such a good point for hamilton that i might include that on my list now just because um, just because uh, just because um sure i mean uh you watch it but then like you just listen to the soundtrack afterwards um so many times um but then it's also like hey we both like hamilton hey you want to watch it again and it's just uh, just fun watching with other people um i think i think that definitely helped and uh you know i would listen to the soundtrack you know working um just uh um or not working just you know just listening especially driving it definitely helped me get through some Mm -hmm. uh drives um but yeah no so that's that's up there too um i think for me maybe i'll just focus on movies um i think one that uh one that i really liked um because i know last time I, i mentioned um Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey's performance and how he usually is, but I actually really enjoyed uh, *Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind*. Uh, I heard oh, some nice. good things about that movie, um, and you know, I'm kind of—I yeah, want to say I'm like really into romantic comedies. Not, not that this was much of a comedy, but it yeah, some funny moments. Um, or I'm not really into strict like romance movies, um, but I think this uh, did it in a unique way. And I won't say too much about this because I, I feel like that would just ruin the movie for a lot of people, but. I think it's a very well done movie. Um, uh, just very interesting premise. And um, Jim Carrey's performance is you know, not his usual. You know, it's just a more toned down, semi- serious um, Jim Carrey. So I, I actually really appreciate his performance in this one. Um, and there's just, I don't know, for me, I like to plan out movies. And it's something I was like really excited for to like finally watch. And it's like, yeah, it's been on my list for a while. Um, so I was excited to finally watch it, and then it's,
0: it's been a long time since I've seen it. Like I remember watching it once, like when Reagan and I were dating, which is right. now going oh, on ten years. Ten years? Wow. Yeah. Well, congrats. That's amazing.
1: But yeah, this is from uh, 2004. I think this was released. So yeah, quite a while. Um, but it's very good. Um, I'll also, just randomly mentioned Constantine, um, Keanu Reeves. It something that was always on my list. Um, I mean, it was okay, it wasn't, it wasn't great, but it just um, I kind of left an impression on me because I just wanted, I, I wanted more. I wanted more of that universe. And I, I'm not too familiar with the source material, but um it was very interesting. And I like the universe they are building. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was really cool.
0: This will and be this- great with uh, talking about Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman and now Constantine when we get into ranking. Uh, all the dc movies
1: very true very true and then i will also last one i would mention um just because it's like the only other movie i can remember watching that got me through 2020 um but would be uh the five bloods um on netflix yeah. um i forget everyone who was in it uh you can see how much research I did. it was a good cast yeah a good great cast uh, most notably um Chadwick boseman um uh who recently passed away so it kind of has like a I think that was, I think his death happened after the movie. So it just like kind of takes on uh, a different meaning now. I, 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 might, I might need to rewatch it, um, but very good movie, uh, Spike Lee movie um, as well. So you kind of have like um, your normal Spike Lee, um, uh, I guess, tropes in this movie, not a bad thing. Um, but I think the story was, uh, was good. It got me interested and you kind of had, you know, the flashbacks going back to their time, and uh, uh, was it was it Vietnam or was it?
0: Yeah, I believe. Yeah. It. Okay.
1: So let me make sure I'm getting that right. My facts right here. Um, we had a flashbacks there, and then their um, their I guess journey in modern day, and ah, just uh, I won't I won't say it, but there's a scene that was really emotional um, for me. but I thought was really cool was that um, when they would do the flashbacks, it was. It was their older selves, right?
0: I um, actually did not like that.
1: You didn't like that? I thought it was interesting, but it was. But I guess Chadwick Boseman's character was still his younger self. Right. I I thought there was a lot of meaning around that. Um, I thought that was really interesting. But you didn't. Yeah.
0: Like I. I mean, it was an interesting take, and I actually, uh, I've heard several different reasons for it. I've also heard that uh, Spike Lee had said Netflix didn't give us the. The money to do de aging, uh, kind of, kind of like a shot at the Irishman because of all the de aging that they did there, Uh, which I don't know if that was true, uh, but I just heard that he said that, uh, and if that, if that's the case, I enjoyed that. Um,
1: But (laughs) it's kind of funny though. I'll I'll just say real quick, just like there's like maybe a very, um, there's like a reason for doing something that maybe may not be what the director artistically was planning. But then some people just kind of take away and kind of um, suit what they think that was. And like, oh yeah, this was why this was the way it was. But actually it was more due to like budgetary reasons and just like something so mundane as that where it wasn't like an artistic
0: direction the director was going for. I think it's kind of funny. And it it very well could have been. I've heard heard the argument that like he did that intentionally. Um, I just, it was strange to me because of how sharp that like there's a drastic change in like the style of the movie like halfway through and it just Mm. was kind of like strange to me that like you know it took that sharp turn and i'm like this seems like an entirely different movie now so it almost felt like we watched like two different movies
1: that's a good point that's a good point you kind of think it's going on this this um this storyline this adventure and then all of a sudden something happens yeah give the details but then it's a totally yeah I think, yeah, I think I enjoyed the movie less at that point.
0: Um, yeah, but still, decent yeah. movie. And if they, I don't know what they're doing yet uh, as far as Oscars for this year, but I feel like I could see that being mentioned in some sort of categories. Oh,
1: yeah, interesting. I never, I never thought about that.
0: Um, I mean, it's Spike Lee, so he's kind of, you know, his movies get nominated, and he actually... I believe he just won Best Director for Black Klansman. That was the first time he won. uh, And he had been nominated several times, which I thoroughly enjoyed that movie.
1: Yeah, so that's a movie I also have to see. Um, I swear I like and watch movies. Um, I just have a lot of catching up to do.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Definitely watch that one.
1: I guess I will quickly also give a mention to, um, uncut gems. Um, that's something that I think that came out in
0: 2019, yes. but
1: I didn't get around to it until 2020. Um, but I think that that was definitely one of the first movies I watched when the quarantine was happening. So it was kind of, uh,
0: yeah. Cause it, it dropped on Netflix, I think during yeah. quarantine and that was, yeah. So it was perfect timing.
1: I was like, well, I keep hearing about it and watched it and, um, I liked it. I'll say it was stressful through and through. Um, I think Adam Sandler gave a very good performance and the story kept me engaged and interested. And it's like, I kind of knew what the ending was going to be like. I didn't know how it was going to play out, but I'm like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. And it did happen. Um, but I enjoyed it. Will I watch again? I don't know. Um, like I said, it was very stressful, it stressed me out the entire um, the entire time I watched it. But it just, to me, it was like, wow, this this is kind of how people talk in real life. You know, they don't like wait for it i mean not usually but sometimes people don't wait for someone to finish their complete sentence and then move on to their perfectly spoken dialogue and so i think it kind of handled the dialogue in an interesting way uh, but it was very stressful for, for
0: me yeah i will say if the goal of a movie is to invoke some sort of emotion uh, that movie definitely nailed it because i <laughs> i've never had so much anxiety watching a movie before the entire <laughs> yes. movie i was just like oh my god like what he's so screwed or like i have no idea what's gonna happen or just like i was so anxious the entire movie that like i don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing But after the movie was over i was like emotionally drained. (laughs) do you have any was that it or do you have anything else
1: um that was it i guess i will mention um the outpost i thought was good um and it's actually uh based off based off of a real battle um that happened during the afghan war um, but something I had recently watched, and it's based off of, uh, also, so it's based off of battle, Battle of Kamdash um, in Afghanistan, but Jake Tapper actually wrote a book on this and did some interviews for, uh, for the soldiers who were involved. Um, so I think if you're into, like, into uh, war movies, um, especially ones that are uh, borderline documentary, I want to say, uh, I wouldn't call it that, but... Uh, I think they definitely stayed true to uh, the events that happened uh, and the, the characters, and even some of the soldiers that were uh, in that battle actually played a role in the uh, the movie, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so this is just on my list just because it was something I, I just recently watched and I thought was very good and very emotional. These movies always um, struck me a certain way to um, where oh, I just tear up um, at the end, but uh, very good. Um, and it, made me um, want to pick up that book and read it but yeah I won't get into too much too many details for this one I don't want to spoil it
0: but so I've Um, also I've got some uh, TV shows as well I don't know it was actually you'll say TV shows I'll say TV shows yeah 2020 has been so long that I completely forgot until right before we started uh, that Reagan and I watched all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine in 2020 because like, it was like the beginning of 2020 uh, and 2020 lasted like three years. Right. <laughs> so I just I wrote that one in I totally forgot that that's what.
1: Yeah yeah uh, to save time that's also on my list. Um, yeah. So especially early on uh, that's something I would watch a lot especially during like lunch breaks <laughs> when, I, when I was working. just so, something to keep my uh, mind off of things.
0: Very good show. I still some, finish it. Sometimes I'll like go on YouTube because they've got like the all of the Brooklyn Nine Nine cold opens or like the best cold opens, and they do have some of the yeah. funniest cold opens. So then other stuff I've got on there. Uh, obviously, it's going to come as no surprise, but Community. Uh, I was waiting for it. There it is. <laughs> I had never never seen Community before, and since quarantine started, I've now seen it twice. Uh, I watched it once, really liked it. Made Reagan watch it with me. Uh, so we've seen it twice now. And it's just, it's got some really smart, funny episodes. Uh, and it takes it takes a look at other TV shows or movies and kind of shows how ridiculous some of these tropes are that keep coming up in them. Uh, and it's, you know, very self-aware. And it's just, I think just in general, very funny show. Um, I swear to you, I'm going to watch it very soon. Yeah, that's why I was just going to jump right into the next Show because I knew you weren't <laughs> gonna have anything. I will about. say though, I started a long time ago. I was never stuck with it. Uh, and then of course uh, I rewatched. It's always sunny, and that's just mm. always a good laugh. Mm. And they it got s- signed for uh, two more seasons, so two it's going. More? Yeah, two more, two seasons, two. two yeah, seasons? so that one seems to never end uh, which is great that's awesome that's definitely a show i
1: need to revisit
0: yeah and i've also been watching uh this show it's actually i think it's on cbs but i've been watching it on netflix that i just found recently uh it's called the unicorn never heard of it Uh, it's like an actual like scripted sitcom on television like they still have those whoa um And it's basically, it's kind of more, I would imagine, like for adults to enjoy um, because it's a single father. uh, His About a year ago, his wife passed uh, and it's just kind of him learning to move on and uh, live life. And he's got this great group of uh, friends who also have children. So they're like their children play and they're just all friends that kind of hang out and live their lives together. So it's not something... I would have expected to, like, be a show that I really enjoy, uh, but I do find it very funny and kind of, I mean, obviously, I'm nowhere at that age yet because these are, like, middle-aged people with their grown adult lives uh, with their families, but it's still something that I find that I enjoy uh, just to watch. I think season two might have started airing on CBS or is about to air because I know they have a season two. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm still on season one of that.
1: I can probably safely say I'll, I'll, I'll never watch it. Um, not to say, like, it just doesn't seem like my kind of thing.
0: Um, That's fine. And as you know, I have a long list of things to watch. I'm such a busy person, too. So what, you, what television helped get you through 2020?
1: Yeah, so as far as TV, um, of course, excluding Primal, which I already mentioned. Um, a few things here. I had to double check... The, uh, the release of some of these seasons. Um, I will mention, um, so I have ones that were like new seasons that were released that I watched in 2020, uh, which would be uh, The Last Kingdom. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, it's loosely based off hi- um, historical um, events, uh, namely when it comes to King Alfred, um, back when... Um, back when uh, England was basically just uh, like a handful of um, loosely ruled states and they had um, like Vikings or you know Danes invading um, and so basically just kind of showing that um, that conflict but really through the eyes of um, Uhtred, who is basically he was uh, born well he was born Saxon and he was actually um, uh, an alderman who would basically take over, um, his, uh, father's land and title. Um, but he was eventually kidnapped and, um, kept alive, um, by, uh, by Danes. And, um, yeah, so you're basically seeing the conflict play out through his eyes when he's older and he kind of has this, um, but he knows of his, like, birthright, I, w- I guess you could say. So he kind of has this, uh, conflicting, um, uh, desire to, like, uh, uh, you know, first um, unite, well, first, um, you know, wage war, I guess, against uh, uh, Alfred, but then, you know, kind of, you see him taking sides um, whenever it would suit him, but, you know, so I don't want to get into too much with that one, too. Um, just, there's a lot going on. I think it's season three or four uh, that came out, um, so fun watch um, if you're into, like, action that's loosely based off of history. Um, the other mentions, uh, The Boys, season two, I think that's fine. Um, Notable for me to add it on here, but I I like the first season better. Um, I think this season was a little sloppy, but I think it kind of got better near the end. Um, And uh, also mentioned the Mandalorian season two um, that recently ended. Um, I I, I like the show. You hear me saying this a lot, I won't get too much into it. I feel like we have episodes uh, purely devoted to some of these topics. uh, especially when you start watching the Mandalorian um but it's on it, my it was okay. List. It was okay it's okay is it okay yeah. it's um I'll just say it's a lot of fan service whether that's good or bad I don't know I just don't want it to be just a springboard for other Disney shows that are Star Wars I would I love more Star Wars content but I feel like this doesn't I hope it just doesn't become a springboard for these things um especially that they recently announced some shows, but uh, I still enjoyed it. Um, and hopefully it kind of comes into its own very soon. Um, and I guess w- so a few shows that I'll mention that didn't release or um, yeah, didn't release uh, in 2020, but things I, I just kind of kept watching that would be South Park, um, The Office, whenever it was on, you know, just, just easy to throw that on. RIP. Um, yeah, especially with, um, with my schedule, is easy to watch. Um, but yeah, you know, these are shows I kind of just, Felt, uh, saw myself falling back to you know whenever it's like oh well, i don't really want to start something i don't have the mental capacity to start a whole new show um so i just would watch um watch those shows but I yeah, like
0: i didn't find out that the office was like actually leaving until it was too late to like watch more of it again and really
1: yeah now i'm going catch it on tv
0: yeah i'm probably gonna just like buy It instead of by like getting peacock. Really? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I own the entire Parks and Rec series. So I feel like I should also own The Office. So, real quick, I forgot. I also, Tiger King came out this year, and that seems like so long ago. Did you watch Tiger King?
1: So I haven't, but you're right. It feels like it was such a long time ago when I first started seeing all the memes and the That was so
0: popular when it came out. I I still need to see that. i will admit that i was hooked when it came out and i yeah? we, okay. we watched the whole thing in like two days because it was just like i mean looking back on it now it's like trash but i oh, keep, really? like yeah. we got so sucked into it because like, it came out at a good time too yeah well bad time but uh good time
1: for the show um yeah okay it's on my list i i just feel like now that no i guess no one's really talking about it as much anymore it's just like is it worth
0: it the story definitely seems intriguing um it, it was interesting but i feel like at this point there's no point in watching it because like it's again yeah. it was like three years ago right <laughs>
1: and i think i kind of know what happens just from all the talk um oh, i'll put it very low on my list i guess i will mention I, I i missed one as well um correct me if i'm wrong i could be very wrong which um Happens a lot, um, but Sex Education, uh, I feel like the, uh, late, yeah. the latest
0: season did come out in 2020. I think it was earlier. I think yeah, I think it was early 2020. I mean, um, it. Chances are it came out in 2020 because of how long it was.
1: Yeah. Again, this year just felt like it. For, weirdly, I mean, for me, the last half went by really quickly, but I just feel like it just dragged on. I don't know. Um, had it has that weird duality, but yeah, no, Sex Education. Um, I just think it's hilarious. I, I love the characters. I'm always invested in the characters. Uh, I think it's well written. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just like, just takes like some taboo subjects and just like, hey, they don't have to be so stigmatized and we could talk about um, sex and things like that. Um, but I, I guess I'm uh, looking, at, just to say, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next season hopefully coming out. Um,
0: yeah. to see. The problem I have with that show is that we no always watch like the entire season as soon as it comes out. And then, like, I don't remember what happened when the next season comes. And that's a lot of, like, that's how you know it's a good show, though, is because yeah. you, like, watch the whole thing so quickly. And then you can't remember when the new season comes.
1: Yes, I will say uh, I did watch it, like, within a weekend. Accidentally. It's just like, oh, well, okay. It's, um, I'm not doing anything else. I was watching another episode. Um, and then, yeah, it goes by really quickly. And then you're done. Um, I always think I'm going to revisit. Okay, it's like, oh, okay, they announced a new season coming out. Here's the date. I always think okay i'll revisit and rewatch uh previous seasons but um that just keeps adding to my list of things to watch which i so let's just say i never do do it and uh i guess i, I rely on those um recaps that netflix has which are helpful
0: sometimes yeah all right are we are we moving on now we can move on so this is a great uh segue to our trivia for the week you did trivia I, I did trivia. Okay. I did trivia. Um, so this week's trivia is about 2020 related, right? You went off in some sort of direction 20, with uh, 2020 being the theme?
1: 2020, reflecting on everything that's happened.
0: Um, a lot's happened
1: and a lot of things that you may have forgotten about. So that's, so I have a few things here. I'll, I'll be honest, it's, uh, it's probably a bit easier than my previous... Good, previous-
0: because last week was ridiculous. <laughs>
1: So i had to compensate and i didn't do multiple choice however if you were not living under a rock you should get these cool
0: um i think for me quick quick reminder uh we are tied you won last week i won the first week so
1: we are currently tied 1-1 um if you know you keep track of that kind of thing um once i'm losing i probably will not keep track of that um, but yeah, no, you know, main goal here was just to kind of, um you know, reflect back on what happened. So less of it was, you know, I wasn't trying to stump you. So
0: hopefully it'll be. A, um, I don't know. Who wants to kick it off? Uh, I feel like you usually go first, so I will go first. You'll go first. All right. Yes. Wow. Oh, um. Oh gosh, you're gonna ask me questions. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I know that like a ton of stuff happened in 2020, but I decided to just go with kind of. The pop culture type stuff that happened in 2020. Uh, Oh, I'm terrible at pop culture. What is that? Anyway. So the first two questions are multiple choice. And then my last three are not multiple choice. Okay. You went in a somewhat similar direction. Yeah. Question one. On March 17th, which celebrity was late to learning about the coronavirus when they tweeted, Wow, 12 days ago, I began a silent meditation in the desert. We were totally isolated. No phone, no communication, etc. We had no idea what was happening outside the facility. Was that A. Gwyneth Paltrow, B. Jared Leto, or C. Marianne Williamson?
1: Wow, I'm so happy. Um, I'm so happy we do the same topic because this allowed me to research things that happened in 2020. So if I didn't do that, I would say I wouldn't get this right. But I. Did my research actually. And uh, I'll have to go with, um, uh, I guess it was B, Jared Leto, right?
0: Yes. And now I'm hoping we didn't use the same website. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out. (laughs) Question one was Jared Leto? Yes, he found out about the coronavirus late because he was on a 12 day silent meditation. Question two what did Kanye West get Kim Kardashian for her birthday? Was it A, a liger? The genetic offspring of a tiger and a lion, if you didn't know, uh, no, B: real. a small town in Liechtenstein, which name loosely translates to Kim's village, or C, a hologram of her deceased father.
1: Hmm. So at first I was going in a different direction. I was thinking of horses. <laughs> I think that was a different tweet that they had that was um, uh, that was kind of toned down but i think we use the same website so i'll go with see the hologram of her dead father
0: yes we probably did do the same website hey i mean how else are you gonna find or remember what happened in 2020 so much stuff happened that yeah i just had to google what happened in 2020 to remind me yeah that, partially why i didn't go the
1: multiple choice route
0: so uh, from here on out, they are not multiple choice, but it sounds like you're going to get a five for five. We'll see. Um, number three, who won People Magazine's Sexiest Man of the Year?
1: Hmm. I feel like, I feel like I've definitely seen this, but I didn't recognize who it was. So right now I'm just totally spacing on the name. Um, oh, wow, that's. I don't pay attention to this stuff. I don't know. Do I have to say a
0: name? <laughs> I mean, you can completely give up without throwing anything out there, or you could just name a sexy man. Ooh, and hope um, that you get it right. John Hamm. It is not John Hamm. Oh, uh, I know that, but you just want to name a
1: sexy man.
0: Not about it. I feel like they have to be somebody who's been in something recently. I don't know what John ham has been in recently. I feel like if he was going to win it, it would have been during his Mad Men era.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, he was just the first sexy man.
0: In my opinion, the sexiest man alive should always be given to somebody named Ryan or Chris. Uh, <laughs> but it was actually Michael B. Jordan. That's right. Oh, okay. So I don't understand
1: that. But You got
0: that one wrong, so you're two for three. All right. All right, all right. Must not have scrolled far enough down on the website. <laughs> I remember seeing it. Number to... four. What film won Best Picture at the Oscars? Um, I believe this would be Parasite. Is that right? That was Parasite.
1: Parasite. Have
0: you seen Parasite?
1: I meant to. It's a good movie. I recommend it.
0: It's good.
1: It's on a streaming service. I know.
0: It is on Hulu. Hulu. I remember because I had to watch it for a project for class. So I've seen this one scene in the movie like 30 times, uh, but I've seen the movie itself several times. It's another one of those movies where uh, like partially through the movie, it like completely changes kind of like what we're talking about with the five bloods.
1: Mm.
0: For better or for worse. um, For better, I would say. So just you'll, you'll know when you hit that point in the movie. (laughs) I'm going to watch it. All right, so you are three for four now. Question five: Who performed at the halftime show of the Big Game? Oof, the Big Game. But I feel like I should
1: know this because we look at the same website.
0: <laughs> it was like the top of the website too. <laughs> was it?
1: Why? Ah, oh, I feel like I'm. I'm just totally spacing right now. I, mean, I feel like I saw the website up. I can look at it, but I'm not going to cheat. <laughs> Honestly, the only thing I'm thinking
0: of is salt and pepper. <laughs> but that's not it. That would have been super relevant. If so. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, do you have any guess? Just name a sexy man if you can. <laughs> so, it was a man. No, I just want you to name more sexy men. Ooh, who else do I think is sexy? Hmm. Hmm. John Hamm. <laughs> John Ham did not perform at the halftime show of the big game. Mm-hmm. It was, of course, Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. Oh my gosh! I should Just see. remember because everybody's parents got super upset about it. Yeah, which was ridiculous. Come on. I thought right. that was awesome. So you went
1: three for five. Not bad. Not Hopefully bad. I One of my better. better. Yeah, no, I think you will. Um, and yeah, I'll say that those, those, those was um, one of my better outings. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I have more confidence in you to get these questions. Um, hopefully you didn't read every single one on that website. Um, but again, like I said, this going be easy, just, you know, reflecting on what happened in 2020. A lot of things happened. So, number one, this app, which raised $1.75 billion from investors, shut down after only
0: six months. What I think the the problem was they gave you a three month free trial. And I definitely watched some of the shows during that yeah. trial. Uh, but of course I watched everything I needed to watch and didn't feel the need to continue uh, right. with actually paying for Quibi. That is correct. Um, I think, I believe um
1: that when they announced the shutdown they had five hundred thousand subscribers at the time, which I think was very low what they were projecting
0: there so, actually was uh I'll say some decent content on there, not the best but oh sure uh, uh there was i the only reason I got the trial was because they had new episodes of reno nine one one and so I watched those episodes, and then there was a show um I don't remember what it was called, but it was um. Will Will Forte and God, I'm blanking on her name right now. D from um, Sunny. Why can't Olson. I think of her name? Anyway, they had a show, and that was like kind of funny. for the K doesn't. It? Sorry. I'm, oh, I'm Kate Olsen. Kate Olsen. Yeah. Yeah. So the answer is Quippy.
1: Yes, that's correct. um Do you think? So I don't know. I I, I just think uh people kind of attribute the pain partly attribute their downfall to the pandemic
0: that doesn't Um, make sense
1: well it's like people are like oh well now i have i don't need to like have really short videos to watch like oh okay like because it was definitely marketed for a different type of audience than what they were going for when people were just working at home so i don't know and also i just think there's an oversaturation when it comes to streaming any type of content especially when you're charging another monthly fee um Mm -hmm. I just think it's coming. There's just too many options, um, and uh, I feel like people just weren't, um, just weren't, uh, had, didn't have an appetite for this one, even you know, absent the pandemic. But it could have had something to do with it. I don't know. You would think that it would do well, but yeah, and they had some good stars too, like uh, with the content. But that's not why we're here. We're here for trivia. So moving on to number two. Uh, this couple stepped down from being uh, quote unquote a senior uh, royalists uh, to become financially independent. Uh, they even uh, started their own podcast recently. And I will give a hint uh, it's not us. Wow.
0: So they, but they took our idea of doing a podcast.
1: Yes. Yes. That's yeah. where they got it from.
0: Um, you're lucky that I may actually screw this one up because I can never remember which prince is which prince. Um, I do know it's Meghan Markle and Carson Wentz. (laughs) No, (laughs) Um, whichever one looks like Carson Wentz. Is that Harry? I would have accepted that anyway. Okay. This is hilarious.
1: (laughs) And yes, they also did switch lives. Um, Yes. Kind of a Prince and the Pauper kind of tale. Uh, (laughs) No, they look very similar. Yes, Prince Harry. You got it right. Cool. Um, I think unless i maybe i'll deduct a point since i was looking for the duke and duchess of sussex
0: but yeah but they're not know. anymore though right isn't that how it works
1: they were formally whatever shut up like, now I'm now they're just
0: those two people
1: no nope. i doubt they're struggling though um they're, they're fine uh moving on so i did have to get rid of a question um since i also had parasite as one uh, did you have
0: extra questions i did yeah. because i realized afterwards that i always go last because i always make extra questions just in case
1: yeah no i had like two extras though cool pretty good uh so moving on to three uh this leader uh missed key events back in april fueling speculation that he was ill or even dead however he soon emerged some 20 days later in photos of a ribbon cutting ceremony who was it wouldn't that have just been, like, totally crazy if he actually was dead? Uh, I feel like there's still rumors about that. Um, that, like, those photos are, like, faked. I don't know. I haven't really heard much since. I could they're, be very wrong.
0: They're just from the movie The Interview.
1: <laughs> uh, sorry, I I, I I figure you know who it is then.
0: This would be Kim Jong-un. Mm,
1: yeah, it is. Congratulations. Three yeah. for three. So, if you answered this next one, I think you beat me. <laughs> um moving on to number four uh this invasive insect measures up to two inches in length and are known to wipe out entire bee colonies within an hour you know bees just can't catch a break right
0: it's hard for a bee yeah
1: colony collapse now they deal with uh this invasive insect they had that jerry seinfeld movie yeah that did that did more damage to them really We'll have a whole discussion on the, that movie i've actually never guys, seen it i'm not gonna get, you should watch it <laughs> and then we'll talk for two hours about it i would love to talk about that movie anyway
0: your answer oh that was the whole question
1: oh yeah so what is that insect oh
0: god i haven't been keeping up with my insects this year
1: um, <laughs> oh this is a big thing for a little bit you haven't heard much about it since but it was a big thing on the internet
0: is that the the lantern flies
1: oh no i think it's more um, regional right.
0: that's what i thought because i had not heard of the lantern flies until i went up to pennsylvania and they were all over the place
1: Ooh. so we can at least tie uh, if you get the next one wrong uh but they're uh, you know quote unquote murder hornets
0: that was gonna be Born. my other guess but i know that yeah. they like there was so much of a build-up for these guys and then i feel like i didn't ever hear anything about them
1: No, exactly. Um, Don't hear too much about it. I think it originated in Washington State. um, And there's just a huge, like, you know, it was happening after, um, you know, the pandemic started. And it's like, oh, just such an, now we have to worry about murderous hornets. And people kind of got nervous about that, I guess. And, you know, tons of memes on the internet, of course. Um, But yeah, so murder hornets or, you know, I guess they're um, Asian giant hornets. I think that's the next step up. (laughs) to a scientific name i guess um but yeah very interesting but yeah i haven't heard much about him hopefully the bees are doing okay all right last question um for the win the president yielded his executive power to ban this popular social media app causing confusion and panic
0: for its users and content creators he never actually did ban it did he i'm not gonna tell you it's tiktok or
1: TikTok. Correct. It's TikTok. However, it seems like the administration forgot about it.
0: Yes, I remember those exact words on the website. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not plagiarizing. It's crazy because um, it wasn't even the first link that came up on Google. It was like the second. And we yeah, just... yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he did technically for, you know, it was set to be banned. Um, unless you know, they came to an agreement um, with the company, um, and there was like a specific date at which that was supposed to happen, but then I think just a lot of things were taking over. I think, um, I think it was mostly the election that was <laughs> um, impacting uh, events at this time. Um, but yeah, no, nothing really came about that. But uh, a lot of uh, content creators on that site really worried since you know that was their main source of uh, income, and they're just uh, kind of reeling about what to do next so yeah
0: crazy time i've i don't even know really what tiktok (laughs) is um, i don't understand it in my old age i i
1: don't i don't i don't even know if i spelled it right i don't know i don't i don't use this app or care about it um whatever generations below us uses it the most
0: I I stopped after Snapchat. I'm like, I can get... That's enough for me. I can wrap my head around Snapchat. I'll use Snapchat. (laughs) And then everything after that, I'm just ignoring.
1: Yeah. That's so true. God, this uh, really showing our age right now. Um, But I I totally get it, you know? I totally get just, like, not understanding the younger generation. I didn't think that would ever happen to me. Sad. Were there anything else? Unless you want to... You were going to say something?
0: No, I'm just... I am, if I, if you had gone first and I would have had to replace my parasite question, my two extra questions uh, didn't really have as much to do with 2020. They were just like NFL stat leaders. So they were just oh, cool. like random questions. Oh, it's
1: awesome. Uh, you know, I was going to ask like um, if there's anything else that happened that in 2020 that wasn't covered by our list that you wanted to mention, or uh, I'm actually really curious about those questions now that you had. So it was it's just. of was listening into our
0: yeah, did you want me to ask them or did you want to just jump into...
1: I kind of want, want you to ask them. Okay, so uh, who
0: is who currently leads the NFL in both both receptions and receiving yards? Ooh, easy. Uh, I would say that's Stephon Diggs. It is Stefan Diggs. God, wouldn't that have been so cool if the Eagles got him? But whatever. That would have been
1: great, but totally inept. Um, yeah, the week before, I think it was Travis Kelsey, at least in receiving yards. I wasn't sure in terms of receptions. Um, yeah.
0: Which is just crazy for a tight end, I think. Um, but yeah, Stephon Diggs. And then number seven was who has the most rushing touchdowns. Ooh, that's an interesting one. I will. I mean, I guess
1: just from his performance, i will have to go with uh, Alvin Kamara. Um, yeah. If you have, uh,
0: what did he have six in a game?
1: Mm-hmm. Six. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just that one game. Yeah, that'll which do it like, right there.
1: <laughs> which is like half of like uh, others who are like on the top five, I think. Because cook has like what
0: fourteen maybe or. You know I should have wrote down the amount. <laughs> but... <laughs>
1: it's like it's like mm, some of that's just the production someone gets in a whole year, whole season.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is a good segue into sports. We're finally talking about sports again, just sports. briefly, but sports again. What's uh, happening though? Yeah, with with the NFL season ending tomorrow because we're recording this on Saturday. So if you're listening to this after Sunday. You can ignore this segment Um, with the NFL season ending regular season. Obviously uh, the Eagles had a disappointing season. Well, first of all, our apologies as an NFC East team uh, to the rest of the country for having that be the primetime game, the Eagles and the Washington football team. Uh, I'm sure there must be better games out there. And I do apologize for that being the national primetime game. I don't, yes sincerest apologies Uh, who let that happen
1: even like based off of last year uh last year's teams like that shouldn't have been a thing compared to like who's playing i don't know
0: and i get that like this year a lot of teams are resting starters uh like i know kansas city i think is resting starters pittsburgh um and then it's like win or get in for what like win and get in for washington but it's there's got to be something better. So I do apologize for that. But my question to you is, are you even rooting for them to w- the Eagles to win?
1: Uh, that's Okay. So good question. First, I will say I'm so glad that we are not in like any type of playoff contention. We're not even yes. in the running for anything, We're not, uh, nothing wildcard related. Um, for me, I think that's great. I don't want, I just don't want that right now. Uh, that That's not how the season was ever going to be. I don't want any false hope. And I think, this is just a time for us to readjust and um, try out some things. Uh, I wish we did, we were a bit more creative um, earlier in the season. Um, I feel like we could have started um, Jalen Hurts a bit sooner, um, just to kind of get uh, his feet wet um, and just to see what he's capable of. Um, but I'll just say I'm glad this is it. Um, I mean, not even so win wouldn't really do anything for us. I think it would be a good capstone for a uh, shitty season um but i i just don't have any uh have any skin in the game i just i just i don't care um i guess i'm rooting for the washington football team more than other nfc's teams um because it's still pretty open right um yeah if
0: if washington if washington wins they win the division if washington loses whoever wins the dallas giants game wins the division that's right. Very interesting. I think,
1: honestly, I think the Washington football team's story is more interesting. I don't know if there's really, like, much there. But it's just, like, I don't know, they they weren't really in it uh, for a while. Um, more so than, uh, well, I guess the Giants more so. They weren't even for a while they were in last place. Um so I feel like there's just more, um, I don't know, more intrigue and, um, around them winning it. Um, but I also wouldn't mind the Giants. Just um, I guess in a similar situation, as long as it's not not Dallas. That's all I'm saying, really.
0: Yeah, I think for me it comes down to draft picks, which is yeah a, a thing at this point in the season to think about. Uh, yeah. Is winning is it- that game worth potentially moving uh, significantly higher up in the draft? Right now, I think we're at like five or six. Okay, I was and- going to ask you because I. I, if we win, we could like get out of the top 10, I think. Uh, but if we lose, we could potentially get a top, I think like we could potentially get the third pick or something like that. Wow. Okay. Um, but definitely like top five.
1: Um, okay. Glad you had that information because I follow. Like, I mean,
0: I don't know if any of it's right. I just threw numbers <laughs> out there.
1: <laughs> no, I, I follow the draft as much as the Eagles front office does. Too. <laughs> um,
0: so that that brings up another question about uh should teams tank for better draft picks that's um
1: uh you know what's i mean uh, so for the eagles i don't know so what it just depends on your strategy like what are you looking for if we're if we were trying to get a top quarterback yeah i think we would try to get someone within the top three picks you know especially seeing some recent performances um uh, with the college games, which I'm not a huge college fan. Um, sorry. Uh, it's just not something I get into. Uh, but I still try to follow players coming into the um, into the draft. Um, but that's not what we're looking for. I don't know. I think we're fine uh, with the quarterback. So I think we're trying to maybe go defense or wide receiver. And I, I'm just not familiar with the depth. Um, so I think the difference between, like, what was it, three and five wouldn't really make a huge difference at least from the Eagles' perspective. So I I definitely think it depends on the team, what they're looking for and where they are in the draft order, whether or not you should tank. I feel like it's harder to tank if you're an NFL team somehow. I don't know. I feel like if, you know, you hear about a lot in basketball and um, it was definitely a process um, that we put trust in um, for the Sixers, you know, trust the process and it seemed like it worked. Um, But I don't know. I feel like, and it's a week 17. I don't know. It's not going to matter. Um, but I feel like if you're trying to tank the whole season, it's kind of unsportsmanlike, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't think you can ever, I don't think you can ever tank an entire season because you never know. You never know what could happen. I mean, the NFC East is an example. There was a time at the beginning of the season where we were talking potentially a four and 12 team winning the division. (laughs) Um, So you never know. But I do think that, you know, if you were the Jets, you should have tanked. I don't know what the Jets were doing winning at the end of the season. That to me was so dumb.
1: Yeah, I was just, I was about to bring that up. I was like, in that scenario, is it even worth winning? Like Uh if
0: you have the potential for the number one overall pick, you have to just find a way to lose the remainder of the season. But I do think that you can tank I think like once you realize that your season's going to go to shit, you tank, in my opinion, if you are like getting a new coach in or something like that, mm. when you are just trying to like blow stuff up and like completely rebuild, you can go try and get as low of a draft pick as you want. Cause then you get our, your new coach or new front office coming in, get the best possible selections in the draft that you possibly can. But if you know your coach is coming back, which, uh, it's been reported that Peterson is coming back next year or is expected to come back next year. Uh, um, uh, uh, then a- you have to try and figure out what you have currently and like what's working and what's not working. So you have mm-hmm. to keep playing until the end. Um, even though I have been wanting them to lose, to get the best draft pick possible, but I also was hoping Peterson would be gone. Yeah. Um, uh. That being said, I do want them to lose on Sunday. Uh, okay. Just, be, well, I mean, they also want to lose too. If you look at their injury report, like nobody's playing in this game. Yeah. For me, yeah, it was. Um. Yeah.
1: You, you do you still want to see them give it their all? Like for me, it was really exciting when they were playing the Saints. Yes. And they um, somehow pulled out a win. Like I thought that was really awesome. Was it in their best interest overall? Um, going to next year, maybe not. But no, I thought that was still exciting. Um. And it still shows that you're out there trying to fight like for your job. <laughs> I guess that's part of it too, right? Um, but yeah, but I think when it's like at this point, especially at week seventeen, uh, it makes strategic sense to to try to lose. And of course, I mean week seventeen for a lot of teams is um, it, it's it's not really it's it's not events
0: where you're just sitting a lot of your starters. Um,
1: so I don't know, but yeah, but, but it, I agree that the Eagles should lose.
0: I will also say that I think they announced that Alex Smith was going to start for Washington. Okay. And just Alex Smith. Yeah. Alex Smith's story. I'm rooting for him because I always thought he was uh, better than people said as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. And to have like those two years off where he just like the leg injury and then he had the infection he had the infection and like almost lost his leg and almost died like it's ridiculous yeah, that he's even back in the NFL and i regardless of what other people think i say he is the most attractive quarterback in the NFL um, um yeah by far yeah so i know i mean
1: cousins is actually up there for me
0: he kind of looks like an elf to me but like that does it for me <laughs> i don't know but yeah uh, alex smith's whole if he could get into the playoffs that would be, that'd cool. be great
1: and that relies less on you know too many variables going on with um the dallas and giants game it's like i just kind of want it to be done you know, yeah prevent dallas from getting in at all costs and don't rely too much on the giants um but yeah i think that would be a great story I get, that actually so that's part maybe that's what i was trying to say earlier <laughs> when yeah. it came to the full uh, washington football team and um uh just like their story and their progression through the season um and particularly with Alex Smith just over the last few years I think uh I don't know it, it's uh it's definitely very um it's worth following and uh would be great to see them in the playoffs
0: and it just shows that all you need to do to succeed is to get rid of your racist ass team name and then yeah. <laughs> you can like that win as a football team
1: yeah you, and like
0: that's just amazing you have like
1: an unnamed team in the playoffs um that's Great and people like still follow them. I don't know, it's like, yeah, we can rename <laughs> without um, too much uh, interruption.
0: But because they lost, I think it was with their loss last week, it may have been the week before that, I don't remember. But whoever wins the NFC East will definitively have a losing record. Uh, so that brings up the discussion. Uh, it's a heated topic amongst the NFL is whether or not a team who wins a division but has a losing record should get to host a playoff game. Because as of right now, obviously all of the division winners get at least one home game uh, and people get very upset when you have a situation like this where a team with a losing mm-hmm. record gets to host uh, a team with a better record. So what are your thoughts?
1: Um, So I'm going to answer a different thing. <laughs> I will just say like, it's just crazy seeing like just comparing the n f c and a f c and just the records, yes, and yes. the teams that can potentially not make it
0: that are like um like eleven and what would that be four um you could there could be potentially an a f c team that's eleven and five that does not make the playoffs,
1: yeah, and that's wild to me, I mean that's just how it is,
0: um and even just, with an shit, extra think. playoff team this year that's right,
1: yeah, that's right, um. And yeah, just I mean, just goes to show. Um, I guess the AFC teams are much better, um, but yeah, the, there's a whole division not really competing <laughs> in the <laughs> NFC. Um, I don't know. I just I don't know. That's a good question. I don't, I don't know if I've really given it much thought. Um, I mean, those are the rules, right? Um, and if they're a losing team, <laughs> uh, don't you know? Maybe something's not. Uh, gelling this season, um, you know, and maybe having home field advantage will kind of put them on par with uh, uh, a better team. Um, I don't know, is that unfair? Do they even deserve to have this advantage? Sounds
0: like NFL socialism, <laughs> it's capitalism with social welfare. So, my thought, uh, and I've looked it up just to remind myself because, um, it's apparently. There's been a team with a losing record win making the playoffs um, four times, but the first two times were like weird strike shortened seasons. So I'm not even looking into those. Um, But in the recent history, you had the Seahawks in 2010 uh, win their division and then the Panthers in 2015. So the Seahawks were seven and nine. Panthers were seven, eight and one. Um, okay, so totally. both both had losing records, both won their divisions, both got to host a playoff game. And so uh, obviously they're NFC teams because that's more likely than <laughs> AFC teams. <laughs> um, but I mean, there are other divisions. Those are two different divisions. Uh, so I feel like it's cyclical. Like there are seasons where all of the teams in a division are really good and then there're just are seasons where they're all really bad so it it kind of ends up balancing out i mean how many years in like the early 2000s on were was the NFC East sending 2 3 teams to the playoffs uh and so now obviously the divisions in a slump but like if you look at the Seahawks getting in in 2010 at 7 and 9 how good is that division now like one of those could potentially have three teams uh, in the playoffs again, depending on what happens with the Cardinals, Uh, the Panthers division. uh, You're going to have the saints and potentially the Buccaneers in the playoffs this year. So you're going to have two teams in the playoffs. So it just, it goes around like, and so definitely like, it's benefiting the NFC East this year, uh, but it's benefited other divisions in the past. So, Honestly, like I get that it sucks that a 10 and 6 or 11 and 5 team might have to play on the road, but with that same thought process, you're still getting to play a team with a losing record. Uh, although I will note uh, in both 2010 and 2015, uh, that team with the losing record beat an 11 and 5 team. Uh, so I don't know if you really attribute that to playing at home or really. I think what it is, uh, is that those teams to get into the playoffs, they're usually winning a bunch of games at the end of the season. And that's really the most important thing is that momentum going in to mm. the playoffs. So I don't yeah. know that it necessarily is much about home teams, uh, especially this year, obviously. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. It doesn't really matter where you're playing this year because there's not going to be any fans or there's going to be very limited capacity unless you're in Dallas where they're putting 30,000 people into their dome, which that's a different know. story, but that's, yeah, I'm not sure about that, but yeah. That um, yeah, was just going to mention that.
1: Um, yeah. I feel like it's definitely going to be different this year. And I, I was going to ask like uh, the outcome of those uh, previous games. Um, so Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah. But... If
0: you recall the uh, 2010 Seahawks beating I'm... the 11 and five saints, oh. that was uh, the Marshawn Lynch beast mode run where you oh just gosh. like destroyed all those guys in the way to oh. the end zone
1: what a time yeah (laughs) back when seahawks actually used him when they should
0: (laughs) oh yeah so i think that pretty much wraps up our 2020 in review episode of mouth stuff uh i have been nick
1: and i will always be nick
0: oh i like that i might have to use that one from now on hope that you enjoyed uh Thank you. If you're still listening after two other episodes, uh, you decided to stick to a third episode and to finish it. Yeah, and we made impressive. it to three. I mean, you haven't even listened to that many episodes, so that's very impressive. All right. So hopefully you will come back next week. Uh, and like always, I'm going to stop in the middle of